everyone. I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking all about Bridgerton. You guys, I have strong-armed Alexa so hard yeah. into watching This Is Us. Like, she... At one point, I thought I was going to have to, like, bribe and or threaten her. Like, it was one of the shows I was, like, most resistant to watch for some reason. Okay, so what you've told me, like, after you saw the first few episodes, mm-hmm. one of the things you that you don't really love about This Is Us mm-hmm. is that you feel like, well, I'll let you say yeah, it in your so, words. <laughs> I want to be able to articulate this truly because it seems like I'm being extra hard on this show and I don't know why there's something to me about it because I watch shows that I like I watch a million little things which is very similar and I watch other shows that are like sappy but this one feels like sometimes overly saturated in like the like saccharine of like making people cry and I feel like it has a reputation for every episode you're gonna cry and and that seems to be like whoever likes it likes it because they cry every episode and it's like a weird like stigma that I have about it in like that I don't want to play into their hand of like, like you what, feel like you're being manipulated I do I feel like that they're sitting in a room and like coming up with these stories with the intention of making everyone cry every episode. And it's like frustrating that it's just designed specifically for that. I don't know why it bothers me so much. So as you were crying through the I was most like, God recent six damn episodes, it. I was like so mad. You were like, they got me. Yeah. I was like, damn it. And I really, I know you, you promised me that I'll come around. I really, really dislike Kate's character and all the stuff related to Kate. And why is that? She does not feel dimensional to me. It's cool to see like a story about someone who's struggling with their weight, but it seems like that's literally all she has that like Mm. everything is about her weight. And it's like, why are we reducing this woman to just the fact that she's overweight? It's a little frustrating that like all of it is about that. Everything, every conversation she has, everything is about that. I think that's a, a valid point. And I get that it's imp- they're trying to break down the the non conversation that tends to happen when a person's overweight. And I appreciate seeing that in a television show. But I think that like only making it about that i guess for now i'm only in the first season so maybe she grows into something else but it seems like just every even with like um i just watched her get the job for the woman from twister i don't know what her name is in the show working for her as like i guess an assistant or something and and i was like okay good like we're giving she's getting a job how exciting she'll get something else and then that ended up being about her way too i'm like jesus christ can we give her (laughs) something else it's annoying. I want to ask you a question, but I don't know how to ask it without giving anything away. Oh, you can give it. I know so many spoilers from the show. You can give it all away. Okay. It, so what's her situation romantically right now where so you are? Right now, um, Toby just had his like heart thing and is in the hospital right now. He just had surgery in the in the last episode that I watched. So, um, And she said they just had like a thing where... Um, she said she loved him and he said he loved her. And it seems like they might be getting married. I don't know if they, 
that's an actual plan or they're just saying like in the future we're getting married. I So that's like what's happening now. Okay. Her story does get much more dimensional. It does. Okay. Because I was a little worried about Kevin too, because he seemed a little one dimensional as well, but he has got like a little bit, he's at least funny. What's happening with Kevin right now? Kevin right now is um, doing the play. Um, at the first actress that he was dating who left the play like unexpectedly. And then um, he started dating the writer of the play. The, the first actress came back and he rejected her, but now he's got a little conflict with the writer because he said like he wanted to be with her because it was the right thing to do, which was horrible and shitty. It's so funny to hear you talk about this like in detail because none of those people have any fucking bearing on the show like whatsoever. So like it doesn't matter that you don't know their names. It's all that he's got story. It's all that he's got going on right now. So <laughs> so cuz that's that's what I also have a little struggle with. It seems very lopsided. Like they spend and I appreciate it because they're far and away my favorite people to watch. They spend so much time fleshing out what's going on with Randall and Beth and with Will. I and, mean, and and like, do honestly, they not make they the show cut out the rest of the people? Like, I don't like it should be about Randall and Beth and their family and then have Kevin and Kate come in occasionally and then <laughs> have it be the flashbacks, because that's all I really care about watching. I want it to be the yeah. Randall and Beth show. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all I care about. So I hope that whenever this show ends, that mm-hmm. they do a spinoff show just about their family. I love them. I, I love them so much uh you have no idea how much like uh, this is the first time i'm here we're talking about it Mm -hmm. so the first time i'm hearing you say that like how much joy that brings me because they are like i'm so i'm so glad that they were on your favorite couples because the only reason they would have not been on mine is because i hadn't seen the show like they are i love and i love randall on his own randall is is he not amazing like one of the most amazing humans i've ever seen in tv like he's i cannot wait i cannot wait for you to get to the later seasons because the amount of stuff that randall like goes through and works through both him and beth together but also like on his own Mm -hmm. is i mean amazing character development and his acting i was just gonna say the actor is completely he has so much subtlety to his acting there is so much nuance like in like one scene that sticks out is when he finds out that um rebecca knew about will from his whole life and he's and he's like super obviously mad and is in his bedroom making the list of reasons that he's mad at his mother and then i love so one of the reasons that scene sticks out to me as far as his acting is concerned is because will and um beth come in in the room what are you writing babe list of reasons i'm mad at my mother i got 22 so far And don't think I'm ignoring the fact that you lied to me, too. When I showed up at your door two months ago, you acted like you didn't remember abandoning me. I was respecting your mother's wishes. Which is why I'm second maddest at you. You're in third place. What? I've been trying to get your mother to tell you the truth since I found out. Which is why there isn't a Beth or William list. 
it's so funny, but also he's devastated and you can feel both in the scene where he's yeah. sort of like manically upset, but also like deeply upset as well as it being f- it's it stood out to me as like an impeccable scene of both comedy and emotion together yeah that's so true you know what else i love about randall and beth and like you guys i promise we're not going to make this whole episode about it but as you were talking it made me remember too that like one of the things we love so much about david and patrick from schitt's creek is like how like secure and rooted and stable patrick is and i love for randall and beth that like and and you'll see a lot more of this as you get into the later seasons that when one of them is going through something really troubling or even just having a moment where like Randall is being a maniac or like whatever, that the other one of them is so rooted and stable and there for them. And they really like take turns doing that for each other. I love it. And I think you said this on our TV couples episode where, and it's so true and it's true of David and Patrick as well is that when they go through conflict or even in that scenario where he was mad at Beth, you never get the sense that like they're that one of them will leave. Like they're, they're caught there. They have a conflict, but they're still both ultimately on the same team where like they both, where they both like, they know that they're together and in love, but just right this moment, they're having some kind of problem, but they're going to work through it. Even if it's not right this moment, they'll they're like, it's not like we're, I'm never worried that Randall's going to like leave Beth and be like, I can't be with you anymore. One last thing. And then we'll move on because I will talk about (laughs) it as I watch through more. Cause I think I am going to probably stick through it, even though I will say I am enjoying it. It's never going to be a favorite show of mine. Like I'm never going to, once I watch it once through i'll probably never rewatch it but um i am gonna i think you might eat your words on that but okay all right well i i I, I (laughs) i'll continue i'm gonna continue i think um i really do enjoy seeing the flashbacks it's my favorite part how i love how they do it how it's always jumped around as to like where they are and and mandy moore and milo ventimiglia are just Mandy Moore is so good. I know I don't have to tell you. Perfect casting. I don't know. I know I don't have to tell you because you're a huge Mandy Moore (laughs) stan, but like she's awesome. And, and, and Jack is basically like, I don't know. They basically, if they tried to create like a perfect man, like that's what they did. Like they were like in the writer's room. They're like, how can we make this man like unrealistically the most perfect husband and father I've ever seen. But what's amazing about Jack too, is that like he is so deeply flawed. And so they make sure that while he is like the quote, perfect father and husband, he also is like a very real person who struggles with real things. And you'll see more of that. Too. Yeah. Cause I haven't seen too much of that. I've seen a little bit with like the job stuff. So yeah, you'll get updated as I watch more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly cannot wait. Okay, so let's get into it, man. Let's get into Bridgerton. Oh, I don't even know where to begin with this show. If if we hadn't agreed to watch this show to do an episode about it, and of course, like, because everyone's talking about it, I would not have made it past the first episode. 
And I know we touched on this a tiny bit when we spoke the other day, but I am like beyond done with shows doing that. I think things need to get started a little bit quicker. I guess I get that they're trying to tell a story over a whatever a period of time, but they need it's so this show in particular is so unbalanced. The f- beginning is so slow. I watched like the first four episodes, right? It's not until I can tell you exactly when the turning point is. It's the duel. When they have the duel, the, it literally is like the show got shot out of a rocket and like started moving at warp speed. I mean, before that, I'm like, oh, my God, would you get on with it already? <laughs> I thought the whole season was going to be that. And then when it transitions into the next part, I'm like, OK, cool. Now we're like getting somewhere <laughs> because that whole I thought the whole thing was going to be about whether or not she marries the prince or the duke. So so once you finally saw it all, because I, I was a few episodes ahead of you yeah. as each of us were watching it, mm-hmm. and we made sure not to discuss anything about the plot, but I did text you and say, like, oh, shit, it does get better. Yeah. I You had an emotional journey with this show, <laughs> because when I first talked to you about it, you had only seen one episode, and you told me it was a slog to get through the first episode. <laughs> and you were like, it, I'm watching it. Was this the show you told me you were watching at, like, one and a half speed or something? Yeah. So you were like, I'm watching it at one and a half speed. I'm, like, trying to get through it. And then you texted me, you're like, it got a little better. And you're like, eh, I still don't really like it, but it got a tiny bit better. And then you're like, okay, I love it and wish there was more. I'm like, what? <laughs> you're like, what could possibly have happened? And man, oh man, when I got to it, I was like, oh. It's like the characters finally came alive. And I don't mean like, I, I'm not even talking about like the sex scenes and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm just talking about like their personalities. It's like they finally leapt off the page. Yeah. Like, how long did they make us wait for It's that? like the Duke finally grew a personality halfway through. I'm like, oh my God, he actually like has thoughts and feelings that are not just like robotic man where he's just like walking around being hot. I'm like, what? <laughs> when they had that argument the night, like when they got to the inn on the night after they were married yeah. and they had that argument. I cannot stop thinking of you. From the mornings you ease the evenings you quiet, to the dreams you inhabit. My thoughts of you never end. I am yours, Daphne. I have always been yours. I, I do not understand. I do not know how to be any more clear. Well, do you not get angry? I'm not angry. You look I... angry and Bothered, look at you, you're downright flush. Yes, that is what happens. When one is angry. When one burns for someone who does not feel the same. I was like, I was like taken aback. Like I may have even gasped. Cause I was like, oh, okay. The Duke has some shit to say. <laughs> I, okay. I was like, dang. And then I got worried because he, when he had the little speech before the scene you're talking about, when, when they're in, um, when they go to the queen to try and get married sooner? Majesty, it was love at first sight. It was not, your majesty. The young lady flatters me. It was not love at first sight for either of us. There was attraction, certainly, at least on my part. But Miss Bridgerton thought me presumptuous, arrogant, insincere. All fair, really. 
And I thought her a prim young lady barely out of leading strings. Not to mention the sister of my best friend, and so romance was entirely out of the question for both of us. But in so removing it, we found something far greater. We found friendship. You see, Miss Bridgerton and I have been fooling all of Mayfair for quite some time. We have fooled them into thinking we are courting. And really, all along, we simply enjoyed each other's company so much we could not stay away from one another. I had never been a man that much enjoyed flirting, or chatting, or indeed talking at all with Daphne. Miss Bridgerton. Conversation has always been easy. Her laughter brings me joy. To meet a beautiful woman is one thing, but to meet your best friend and the most beautiful of women is something entirely apart. And it is with my sincerest apologies, I must say, it took the prince coming along for me to realize I did not want Miss Bridgerton to only be my friend, I wanted her to be my wife. So I'm like, okay, cool. We've broken through a little. And then he goes back into reserved. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, I was actually stressed out after that speech because the speech itself was beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I felt like Daphne needed him in a quiet moment to say to her, you know, I meant everything that I said. Right. Because until she actually heard that, like what he said was just right. beautiful words. Right. Because and she also needed his actions to match his words because it right. seemed like what he was saying was different than how he then acted. Like where he was avoiding her and not talking to her or looking at her or speaking to her. And she's like, I don't like know how where we stand because it seems like you said this thing and now I don't know what's going on because now you're ignoring me. Yeah, I wish that he, and like, obviously I know this is part of the story and meant to create suspense and tension and stuff, but I wish that he had told her why his mindset was the way it was, like way earlier. So this is one issue I had a little bit. So the whole thing with him not feeling like he can have kids because he made this like not promise. I don't know what you call it to his father on his deathbed declaration, maybe threat or something. I don't know what it is, but uh, to his father on his deathbed that he wouldn't have an heir. I under, it was difficult to grasp a little bit because it was hard to put myself in that time period of where something like that, like would have a lot of meaning and like be as important as he put it because to us, it kind of is like, all right, just don't do he's not alive just don't do it that like what is it like i don't know it seemed it was hard to get his motivation behind that because it just seemed like he was throwing away so much just to get back at his dad and then and then i sort of didn't understand when he finally when they finally get past it what actually changed like what is what is it that made i maybe i missed it maybe i wasn't clear but when they finally have the conversation in like the last episode or the second to last or whatever it is where he does say like okay let's do this what is it just that he hears what she has to say about loving him and things like that and that changes his mind it just seems like the conflict was so strong for so long and then he kind of just gets over it and decides that he is going to have an heir and not care um I think, well, to speak to your first point about not totally 
you know, like feeling why he would have said that in the first place. I think um, if we think about that time period and the significance of honor and of your word were so, so much bigger than they are today. Mm -hmm. And like, even if we think about the duel, like that would never happen today. And the whole reason it happened was because it was uh, to the brother that it was right. It was an honor thing. Right. Which, of course, to us is ridiculous. Which ultimately I did get on board with because I'm like, okay, I understand that to him, like that is just as like important as anything else because he said this and it's his word and he said it to him on his deathbed, like moments before he died and that that is important. So I ultimately got on board, which made it even more frustrating when it seemed like it just got thrown away. So what, what are what, like, what made him finally I, change I his think- mind? I think when he finally put down his guard and allowed himself to really, really love her, combined with her explaining to him like how much of his own happiness and their happiness together that he would be giving up just for that grudge, mm-hmm. that like the scales don't balance there. Yeah. It just seemed a little like all the things that, I guess it was, I guess, a real, I guess it was just a moment of realization. It just seemed like nothing had really changed. Like all that stuff was true at the beginning of their marriage. Like when he was throwing all that, like it was never, I don't know. It just seemed like nothing had really changed. I guess it was just him realizing it. That it made- was, it was a, an awake, a moment of awakening, like you said, or not even, a. Mo- I mean, yes, there probably was like a moment, but there were a lot of things leading up to it. It was, it's almost like if you picture, um, like a knotted chain, right? There are a lot of things leading up to it where like you're fiddling with the chain, you're pulling this piece out, you're moving this, you're putting this through the, you know, you're like sorting, like starting to unravel it. Mm-hmm. And then some of those final moments and final conversations are like when you when you finally grab the right piece and the whole thing unravels. Okay, that's actually a really good analogy because I struggled with it a tiny bit. I ended up getting over it because it was just TV and 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 I just got on board. It was just seemed like the whole season had been talking about this one, or well, not the whole season, but the second half of the season was all about this one conflict. And it seems like nothing had actually changed to make that different. And it seems like he just kind of, decided I don't care about the grudge I have with my father and let's just be happy. It seemed a little sudden, but I get, I guess if I watched it back and really focused on his journey with it, that probably wouldn't feel that way. Yeah. I think also when she says to him, like, I, I found the letters that you wrote to your father when you were little and I read them. I know why you made that vow to your father. I found the letters you wrote to him as a child, and I read them. Daphne. Just because something is not perfect does not make it any less worthy of love. Your father made you believe otherwise. He made you believe that you needed to be without fault in order to be loved, but he was wrong. Should you need any proof of the matter, then, then look just here. I am tired of pretending. And I cannot continue acting as if I as if I do not love you. Because I do. I love all of you. Even the, the parts that you believe are, are too dark and too shameful. 
every scar, every flaw, every imperfection. I love you. You may think you are too damaged and too broken to ever allow yourself to be happy, but you can choose differently, Simon. You can choose to love me as much as I love you. That should not be up to anyone else. That cannot be up to anyone else. Part of what unraveled the chain, so to speak, is that once he had finally spoken all of his truth to her, you know, they say like shame dies in the light, right? Yeah. So once he finally got all that out, like just the process of doing that unraveled a lot of it. And I bet just like you were just saying, when she does say to him, like, I found the letters that you wrote to your father and read them. I, I bet a part of him was also feeling like now he knows that when she says that she loves him, that it is all of him. Like it's not, cause there was probably a part of him where it was like, she thinks she loves me, but she doesn't know the whole story. But now that he knows, she knows the whole story and still is like, I love you. That that prop that probably is what did it. I just solved it from you explaining it and me saying it. That that actually does fix it. You're probably right. He just didn't believe that she really loved him for all that he was instead of what he had appeared to be at first. Yeah, there's like I think some which which I'm excited to see. I'm I'm sure this is going to be many seasons because there's like what nine books, right? I think eleven. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Uh, And I know that all of them are about each, like, Mm -hmm. different person, which is very cool. I'm very excited to see each one be sort of like its own, like, anthology about each character, which will be awesome to see. Because I think the next one is about Antony. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm interested to see who he ends up with. Yeah. What did you think about that relationship with uh, Sienna? Was her name? Yeah, Sienna, the opera singer. I don't know how I feel about Anthony. He sort of is like the OG fuckboy. Like he's ser- <laughs> like, like, like he sort of sucks, but I also like him. <laughs> so it's hard to like I had trouble with his character a lot. You know what I found confusing about about that storyline is actually at the very end when he goes to pick her up oh, yeah. to take her to the ball and she's there with that other guy. And she basically gives, you know, like a monologue about. I am comfortable. I am content. That gentleman upstairs, he sees me for who I am. Unlike you, he does not wish for me to don some ridiculous gown and go with him to some absurd ball. He does not wish for me to change. And neither do I. But also at the same time, I didn't necessarily think that he was trying to change her. To me, when he said, like, come to the ball with me, I thought he was saying, like, you know, all this time he'd been too scared to follow his heart and, like, bring her into his world and say to everyone else, like, screw your opinions. This is who I love. And to me, when he finally said, come with me, I thought it was like uh, like a turning point where he he 
realized his own bravery and said, like, actually, I don't care what anybody thinks or says. And this is who I love. And I I want her to be with me. I 100% agree. When she said that, I felt like I I, I wanted to say, like, no, no, that wasn't it. Like, he wants to bring you into his world. And sure, maybe you might wear a dress that you wouldn't ordinarily wear or I don't know. But but he, I was going to say, or even be in an environment that you wouldn't, but, he, but that's not true because no. she was still right. at a lot of those events and stuff. Right. And it's not like, I don't she, know. It was, it is a little weird. And it's also, she sort of painted herself as like, she made it like she was like some sort of, I know she's, I guess, technically considered like a tradeswoman because she is not in like high society and like in in the courting process but like she's a, an opera singer I, I don't know it just was weird that she's like right like there is an element of glamour to right, what she does she's not like you know like mopping floors like I don't it's it was weird it I agree and it didn't seem like that I want to say that it was a problem of like telling instead of showing it seemed mm. like they were maybe it could this could be a symptom. I didn't read the book. So, I mean, this could be a symptom of that. His story just wasn't as featured in this one as maybe it's fleshed out in the book. And maybe there was a little bit more of that. And that's sort of where they wanted him to end up. And they didn't really do a good job of like devoting quite enough time to develop his story with Sienna. And maybe there is more evidence that should have been in the show of him doing that. But it didn't. You're right. I think what we saw in the show is not at all Anthony trying to make her into like a high society woman. Didn't seem like that was ever what he was trying to do. In fact, it seemed like the opposite. It seemed like he actually didn't want to embrace the high society of his life and was like, I want to be. And at one point even said, I'll leave all of this right. and be with you. It was weird. I agree. It did seem yeah. a little um i'll be interested to see if they like backtrack it at all like if she can if we see her again if he's like if she's still involved or or if she's literally done and and he does end up with somebody else i'll be interested to see where they take his character because i agree that what she was saying didn't really match what we had seen their relationship to be do we want to talk about the marina thing the The cousin that was pregnant who was pregnant Mm -hmm. okay what did you think of that I went back and forth between whether or not I agreed with like how her story played out. I, I, I thought it was interesting, but there were parts of it that felt odd to me. One of them was when she first came to the house, she seemed to be, I don't know. She was like soft spoken Mm -hmm. and sweet. And then there was like this moment where she finally realized that she, you know, of course she fought against marrying that like, gross horrible guy but then there was like a moment where it clicked and she realized that she did have to marry someone yeah and then suddenly they turned her into this like scheming lying like like it 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 was like a little bit out of left field I and I also felt like and we'll talk a little bit more about this I'm sure because I have some stuff to say but like I just thought i love the diversity of the cast but there are some issues there as well and i thought if we were gonna make one of the cast members yeah into someone who suddenly was like a liar and a schemer i didn't think that it needed to be 
a person of color. And I also didn't think we needed like the shamed pregnant out of wedlock, you know, bad quote unquote, bad girl to be a woman of color either. We're like all these other like high society, perfect, virtuous white girls are flittering around and like finding love. Yeah. Just, it, it, I, I was glad that the show made an effort to create like at least a more diverse cast than we would probably see for like this time period ordinarily. But I don't know if I totally loved and it's, that aspect. And of it's it. interesting because I thought in the beginning that they were going to go the opposite route. Cause at first she is like, she's beautiful. She's the only one that's got any callers. I thought, Oh, this is great. She's going to come. Yeah, I was like, there's going to be 55 guys. Right. Up. right. And I'm yeah. like, awesome. She's going to be the only one. They're not going to be able to find anyone for her three actual that's daughters. Exactly what I thought. I was too. like, this is amazing. And then it like, like a, a halfway through the first episode was like, nope, just kidding. She's a shameful pregnant out of wedlock <laughs> tramp that we have to deal with. Like, I can't, like, yeah. Like, uh, one of the biggest problems with the story was that it seemed so obvious to me that if she had just, like, you know how Colin, at, like, once, once he finds out about the whole thing and agrees to see her and is like, if you had just told me, I would have done it. And to me, it was obvious that that was the case. I was like, why didn't she just tell him? It was, to me, it was very clear that he would have reacted that way. Annoying that she was so blind to the fact that he was a decent person who would have a hundred percent just been like, like, yes, let's get married. I know that this is not my baby, but I will do this for you. I didn't really realize that. Oh, really? Like once he said it, I felt like, oh, cool. Like, you know, like he's a good guy, like good for him. Mm -hmm. But before him having said that, I didn't think like, oh, "Oh, she should just tell him. Oh, really? Obviously, I didn't want her to deceive him, but but I wasn't (laughs) thinking just tell him he'll be fine with it. I I I did think that maybe that was me. But I to me, I was like, just I thought she was going to, too. Like when when they have the. Um, like party at um, the Bridgerton house and, and, and the families are meeting and they have that like dinner and um, she goes out into the hall and speaks with and speaks with him. I really thought he was going to, she was going to tell him. And, and then she just further is like, no, let's just like run and get married in secret. I'm like, you're a horrible person. Like, (laughs) like, and then they try, but I don't think she was a horrible person. I don't either. I don't because they do they and they and the show doesn't want you to think that either because of what they do after where where she has the scene with Daphne where Daphne's like I get it and you didn't do anything wrong you did what you thought you had to do and to be honest with you I would have done the same thing is what she basically tells her and I think that's again another symptom of the the understanding what it it was like to be in that time period too Mm -hmm. because obviously it is incredibly different for her to have this baby out of wedlock than it would be obviously like now. But I did think there were times where they took it a tiny bit far where she became like a little bit like a, when she's in her room talking to Penelope and she's like, this is my plan is working as I thought it (laughs) would. Like she just, she got a little in too far into the like conniving 
I was like, you're being a little much right now. <laughs> like I understand. Also, Penelope got a little like off the rails. Let me tell you something. So I think that this might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm curious to hear what you say, because it seemed like all the articles and stuff I was reading said the opposite of this. I deeply, deeply disliked both Penelope and Eloise. I really didn't like either character. And it seems like everyone loved them both. And I was like, not at all on board. I thought Eloise was kind of funny. I didn't mind Penelope until she started acting like a maniac. Yeah. I don't see why she didn't just say that. Like they had built, like they built a bond in the beginning, right? Like her and her, I guess technically she's her cousin. I don't see why she didn't say to her when she first saw that her and Colin were, you know, like maybe into each other. Why didn't she just say like, oh, you know, like have feelings for him. Like, are there any other guys you're interested in? Like, that's something that would have been appropriate in that time to say. And also, like, I thought it was dumb that, like, it took Marina so long to realize. I was like, when she finally says it, I was practically like, yeah, no, Adoy. You couldn't tell that this is what was going on this whole time? <laughs> that she's, like, blindly in love with him? And <laughs> that's why, like, I don't... I think Marina was probably, understandably, so wrapped up in, yeah. like, her situation that, she, it, like... She didn't have room in her head probably to even think about it. Yeah, that's true. It was just like, I don't know. I really disliked Penelope. I thought she was annoying. And it seemed like I was supposed to feel sorry for her. And I never did. I, I, I felt sorry for her at first. But the more she started acting that way, the less sorry I felt. And then what about Eloise? What? Because it seems like the internet is in love with Eloise. And I am not in that camp whatsoever. I didn't have any positive or negative feelings for her for the first few episodes, but as the show went on, I actually thought she got funnier and yeah, I don't mind her. I think it was more that she was that archetypal character. That's like, I don't want to play conform to the (laughs) society. For sure. So like it was, it seemed like she never really got anything beyond like that. It seemed like that her whole character was based on the fact that she's different. She's the second child that doesn't want to be whatever. But so I just didn't. I'll be interested when we get to her uh, story or her season or or whatever, because I would like some more reason to like her because she seemed like she didn't have more other than not wanting to be there. That was like her entire character trait (laughs) was like, I want to be different. And that was all they gave her. (laughs) but was it i want to be different or i am different oh that's true i guess it is i am different because i don't because you know those girls like you said who are the i'm not like other girls yeah i don't think she necessarily was that i think she just actually wasn't like other girls of her time um i loved so when i first like when i started the first episode and i noticed how many black people were in positions of wealth and power i was like fuck yes i was so into it especially because of the time period because you never you never like i mean i don't watch a lot of period pieces anyway but like the ones that i've seen like you don't it never looks like this yeah and i loved it 
The queen was a badass bitch. I was, was. I I loved the queen. She was awesome. She was. And like the other thing I would compare this to is when I saw Crazy Rich Asians, I remember walking out of the theater and saying, it was so nice to watch two hours of a movie that was like all non-white people. (laughs) Like it was like a relief. This felt just so cool that like, not only were they in positions of wealth and power, but also that it wasn't a struggle. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't a like, it was just like, this is, this is how things are. And it's like easy and fun and free. And I love that. Yeah. And so after I watched the show, I looked up some articles about diversity because I wanted to hear, um, you know, like obviously you and I are two white women. So like, of course we can have our thoughts on this, but I wanted to hear like what other people were saying about it. And I found this really interesting article. It's called, it's on Refinery29 and we'll put a link in the show notes. It's called A Double Hot Take on Bridgerton, Race and Romance. And it's by Ineye Komenibo and Kathleen Newman Breming. And they talk about just basically like all the different considerations in terms of like race and how race was represented and how race was talked about and also how it wasn't talked about on the show. I know there's a lot of conversation like within the Black community about how um, sort of like media and like the movie and TV industry and even just like general society tends to highlight and favor light skinned blackness over darker skinned blackness. And they talk about that in this article. I don't have like, I don't feel like it's necessarily my place to like give my commentary on that, but, but they say a lot of thought provoking stuff that I think is worth reading. Basically they say like if this was going to be a sort of fantastical quote colorblind world which of course we know now that like we don't want to be colorblind like we want to see color and have these conversations but if for the purpose of this show it was meant to be a quote colorblind world they actually did have a conversation about race at one point they touched on it really lightly where they I can't remember I think maybe it was Lady Danbury um, said like, you know, the reason why we're here in these positions is because a King fell in love with one of us. Mm -hmm. And what they say in this article is basically like, so you're going to touch on race enough to where we know then that it is a factor, but then you're going to drop it and not discuss it or highlight it or anything ever again throughout the show. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like a halfway thing, like either don't mention it at all or like give us some real commentary on it throughout the show. And then also how there were quite a few black characters in the show, but that none of the really like like central love stories were based on them, like any of the black women. There's a lot to think about there. I don't know that I'm educated enough to like, voice all my opinions on it, but I think there's, I think there's a lot to think about there and it's worth thinking about. Agreed. Well said. Glad you brought that up. Trigger warning, you guys, we're going to discuss an aspect of the show that has to do with sexual assault. I did read 
some interesting things about the sex scene with Daphne and Simon, where she basically forces him to like come inside her when he doesn't want to, and yeah. how that that was um, triggering. It could be triggering to some people, and it was w- almost weird that the show never really talked about that. It seemed to be focused. Once that incident had happened, it seemed like they were just focused on Daphne being angry and not so much about how Simon might feel about it. Cause he did, she did sort of put him into a sexual position where he wasn't comfortable and told her a couple of times that like stop and don't. And it was sort of a sensitive scene where it, it uh, and, and then the show didn't really deal with it. Cause I actually had seen a headline about this before watching it i didn't read the article but i saw a headline and then when i got to the scene i was like oh this is what it's referring to and um and it's it's sort of i thought it was strange how it was handled because it could have been a good opportunity especially because it was a rare occurrence of where the the man was put into a compromising Mm. position and typically when we see um sexually scary situations depicted in in movies and tv it's usually women who are are victims of it and so it could have been a nice like opportunity to address something that like a man might experience in that situation and i thought it was a little unusual that they would have it happen the way it does and then not touch on it at all yeah i also think it's like an interesting situation because if you think about it in terms of like that time period, mm-hmm. men held so much power, pretty much basically a hundred percent of the power in terms of, I mean, not only sex, but just in general, I wonder like how that would have been interpreted then. Like if it actually, if that had actually occurred then in the early 1800s. Right. And like, it actually was discussed then, like in real life, I wonder what that discussion might look like because it would be very different than today. And I also wonder how much of a part it played that like she had an extremely, extremely limited knowledge of sex and reproduction and all of that too. And that's not to excuse any of it, of course, but but I think it just would have been viewed so, so differently then. Right. Because even if like to your point, I think almost like to take a guess as to how in real life, like it might have been discussed in in like the 1800s of like. So I think if anything, it might have been almost just like emasculating for for the man. Overpowered. Yes. That that his power in that situation was taken from And probably also that he was tricked or connived or correct especially with the intention of her having a kid too Mm. so it seems like his power in that situation was taken from him Mm -hmm. so even if they had touched on that it might have been at least yeah like even if the even if the response to it wasn't the same response as we would have today to it at least it would be a response valid for that period of time absolutely it would have at least some sort of yeah it was weird that they were like after that situation they only focused on her being mad i was like "Mm, i think there's another side to this that is not (laughs) (laughs) being addressed at all 
when I saw, when I was watching it, I remember thinking like, Ooh, something about that doesn't feel so right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I, I don't know. Like I didn't necessarily spend the time to like, think it through, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, I, now that you're saying it, I probably should have thought more about that. But mm-hmm. I think I probably I wouldn't have had I not seen the article about it prior. What about who you thought Lady Whistledown was? This might sound crazy, but like I kind of didn't give a shit who Lady Whistledown was. Oh, really? I did. And I also knew. I mean, like, I'm glad we got to find mm-hmm. out, but. I kind of didn't really care whether we found out or not. I was shocked we found out in this season. I for sure thought. Yeah, I thought they were going to draw it through multiple seasons. And I was thinking how annoying it was going to be. I thought we were going to find out at the end of the last season. Like, I like, <laughs> like, like, uh, like GG. Little liar. <laughs> like Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah. Do, speaking of which, I was going to ask you this and I totally um, haven't. Do you don't, do you know who Gossip Girl is? Like, do you know? Actually, I think I I have like a vague memory of reading it of, re- of knowing who, randomly like a year or two ago. Okay, so you but you don't. But I don't want to talk about it because like let me sort of forget it. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like halfway forgotten in my mind. I think I maybe know, but I want to like pretend like let my brain forget that I know. I was curious because because like this isn't giving anything away for Gossip Girl because I wouldn't dare do that. But. Um, <laughs> It's interesting because Gossip Girl, um, they did not know who, who they wanted Gossip Girl to be at the beginning. So it doesn't it like you would not be able to through the show, figure it out because mm. nobody makes any sense because <laughs> because they didn't know who they wanted it to be at the beginning. And I think in the books, they never tell you who it is. And so 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 I was interested with this show. Because I figured this was the opposite in which they did know who it was and like had a, they, it wasn't like they were writing it and then just was like, who do we want it to be at the end? So um, I was nearly positive that it was Penelope. I almost was I almost was I knew it was her from very early on. I thought I I um I don't want to talk too much about why I thought because it might inadvertently color your opinion of gossip girl weirdly and we'll talk about that at, at one <laughs> so okay so but i thought it was it made me i was happy to be right but i was annoyed that it was her because i disliked her so much i feel like i know what you're gonna say like what you're wanting to say but are not gonna say yeah it's because it's Should I say it to you or is that going to ruin I it? I don't think it'll ruin. To be honest with to be honest with you, if you had told me you knew who Gossip Girl was, it does not have any bearing on the show because of what I said. Because they because it's not as if you're spending 6 seasons trying to figure out who it was. You couldn't. It doesn't make any sense. Like there's no I go ahead, say what you were going to say. I think what you were going to say is one of the main reasons why you believed it was Penelope is because she was the closest to the character who was trying to figure out who it was. Oh, actually, no, that isn't what I was going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. So I think why I knew it was Penelope is because the type of character she is, is a similar-ish to what ends up happening with Gossip Girl. It's because it, it was the kind of thing of like, it's the person you least expect, but if you think about it, it's also the person you most suspect. 
<laughs> so, so like that's that's how I kind of knew it was her because I was like oh. oh like right under your nose kind of person yeah oh you know what I wanted to ask and I actually meant to look this up and I forgot to what's the significance of the B oh I was reading something about this it's got something to do with Antony of all things it's got to do with how their father died I think he died of a bee sting oh Okay, yeah, the common theory is that the bee hints at a second season focused on Anthony Bridgerton. As you may know, Bridgerton is based on a series of romance novels by Julia Quinn, each one focusing on a different Bridgerton sibling. Bees have an emotional meaning for Anthony. An allergic reaction to a bee sting is what killed his father, and this is what led him to take the Viscount title. It's interesting that they would do it like that because there's no context unless I miss it. There's no context in the entire show that bees have anything to do with any of it. Yeah. I th- so like, while it is a bit of foreshadowing, it actually like really isn't because it doesn't tell the viewer anything. It's like the one insider thing they gave to the people who read this book, basically, I think, because I think in the book, you know, Okay. So I think in the first book they tell you, but this for some reason they just kept it out and they're like, ah, let's throw it is weird that they did that. Like, why wouldn't they put something else into the show if you're gonna do that? Because you couldn't possibly know, like, even guess what it means. You couldn't. You couldn't guess at all what it means. I'm thinking about if there's anything else we haven't is there anybody we haven't talked about? Oh well, we didn't talk anything about the second. Oh, the second brother. What was the uh, middle brother's name? Um, Benedict. Oh, why do I feel like I've never heard them mention that name the entire show? I don't. That's that's like new to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, he's because he's the B. He's um. He's the carefree artiste. <laughs> Artist type. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was going to... Ew, I hate both of us. Did you think he was going to end up gay? Because I thought he was. Yes. I was... I absolutely thought he was going to hook up with that... With the guy. Like, mentor. Yeah. I was, like, sort of disappointed. Which, by the way, I was extremely into. I was, like, sort of disappointed that he ended up with... (laughs) When he goes to... Over to his house, where he has, like you know, he's basically having that like party slash orgy slash art class. When he shows up to Henry's house Mm -hmm. and Henry opens the door and they have like that, like prolonged eye contact. I'm like, there is some heat here. What (laughs) is gonna go down? I was so pumped for that to happen. I know. It didn't happen. Maybe it will though. There's still a chance. There is. There is still a chance that he, that it will. Cause I was like so pumped. I, and when he walks in on on him hooking up with a a guy, I was like, get in I was like, get in there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Man, I was so disappointed. A missed opportunity for sure. Agreed. But but Maybe I mean, we'll get there's there. hope for there's, next season. There's time. Maybe we'll get there. Oh, didn't you love Daphne's mother? I thought she was awesome. Violet? Yeah, I did. She was yeah. great. I loved her from the very beginning. She was one of the first people I immediately was like, ooh, I'm into you. When she like tells yeah. off Antony in the study and she's in like the very first episode where she's like... And I know, I know you think you are solving the problem, but you are not. And that is all I shall say about the matter. Did 
Duke will be joining us as our guest at Vauxhall tomorrow evening. Now, I admit it was not easy to... You overstepped. She's my eldest daughter. And she's my responsibility, as are you. Responsibility? Do not make this any more difficult than it already is. I wish to know something, Anthony. Tonight, when you leave this study that you continue to keep at your family home, are you to return to your bachelor lodgings across the square? Or will you pay a visit to a certain soprano that you tend to in an apartment that you pay for on the other side of town? Relying on your younger brothers to one day do the job that you cannot. You like to speak of responsibility. My dear son, of duty? Pray tell, what should you know of it? I sit with her in that drawing room. Do you know what I see? A young woman who is terrified because she knows what kind of life, what, what kind of future awaits her should you continue to get in her way. If your father was still here, Daphne would already have been matched. The man would have made an arrangement with an old friend. The man would have done what was now necessary. So you must ask yourself, are you merely an older brother or are you the man of this house? Yes. I was like, go, Violet, go. <laughs> it was, it was, I loved her. What I did want to talk about is how obsessed I was with the duel scene. I thought that was one of the best scenes of the whole show. I loved i thought it was so beautifully shot and it really was and but like gray field they were in i was like this is it like the morning fogginess and like the town is still asleep yes and and her racing on the horse to get to them i thought it was like really good i watched it like three times in a row and i know this won't mean anything to you but it was like striking to me it was such a visual similarity to lord of the rings like so much to the fact that when she is riding on the horse with that like velvet blue coat i have to pull an image for you i swear to god it was like they inserted a lord of the Rings shot it was amazing how two things one how as soon as she got married i don't know what they did but suddenly she was like way more beautiful agreed and her personality changed so so much yeah she suddenly became like a a, like for the most part like a powerful adult woman yeah she went from being a girl to a woman in uh, like the snap of a finger and like in the beginning when she was flat, I also thought she had like this entitlement that I really disliked. Um, I was happy to see her not get any callers. I was like, yes, I was like, cause she seemed so sure of herself. And I was like, you're annoying. I was like, I'm sort of glad she kind of got put in her place a little bit. I, I, Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know if I picked up on, I don't know why, but then she became much, I loved her by the end, but it was, but the first like, little bit i was like i don't like you very much and i'm sort of glad that you're not things are not as going as well as you'd hoped so that's it for bridgerton you guys and if you have any thoughts you want to share with us about the show or anything else uh, you can send us an email at ticketspleasepodcast at gmail.com see you next time